I love their whole family. How many of you were here for the 30-day revival that we did? If you did, just wave at me. A few. Okay. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. The Donald. The rest, I think, are in jail somewhere. But I'm, I'm glad that you're here with us. And uh, so we give honor to you guys. Thank you so much. Everything's been amazing. You always take such a good care of us. And it's good to be with uh, Reverend Cindy. I've never met her till now. And so I think things are going okay. Praise the Lord. Um, this is my beautiful wife and my best friend. Come on, somebody. Why don't you just share something with them, whatever's in your heart. Well, we are excited to be here, and I know we've all been saying that, but it's true. We are excited. It's not just something that we're saying because this is the most exciting time to be alive. It really is because I believe that Jesus is about to return. And the world, a lot of the world really doesn't know it. But that is why God has placed us here on the earth at this time is to let people know the goodness of God, why they need to turn to Jesus. They need to let the world know he's such a good God. In John 10, it says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and my sheep know me and they hear my voice. And so I know you've come expecting this weekend. I want you to be in as many of these services that you can because God is speaking to his people. And he can speak to you at home on your couch, but he can also speak to you through a minister, a man or a woman of God. And this is a specific time that we are here. We are gathered together because we are one spirit, one mind, and we love the Lord. And we want to hear his voice before he returns. We want to get direction from him. And he's given direction to you. Even when you go home tonight, you might leave this place and you might feel like, well, I don't know. I don't know if the Lord really specifically spoke anything to me. That's okay. If you're listening, if your heart is open and you just say, Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, show me what you want me to do. He will speak to you. You don't have to have another person speak to you to know God's speaking to you. God is speaking to you right now in your heart, right where you're at. So open up your heart. If it bears witness with your heart and it fills your heart with joy, it's confirmation. You know it's from the Lord. We love you.
just overtaking her because she had the dream. It was overtaking her and all of those that are a part of this ministry and following closely with this ministry. And honestly, anybody that's here tonight, for whatever you've been going through, whatever trouble the enemy's been messing with you, come on, you are getting ready to be rewarded with at least, at least double. Now, now here's where, this is where it gets tricky. Just because a word is released doesn't mean automatically it's going to happen for you. I'm, I'm not planning on crying, so I'm just going to put these here. But listen now, just because a word is released doesn't mean all of a sudden, okay, it's going to happen. You know how it happens? It's when you take it. Come on, how many of you have had Amazon come to your house, left the box, and you went out there, and you saw your email said, hey, your, your package was delivered. You go out there, and you can't find it. Come on. We got to stop thinking that God does things like that. He doesn't give you a word to hide it on your porch, and somebody comes up and steals it from you. Or they got the wrong, am I in the wrong place? Do I need to get some coffee for anybody while you're a, preferably an IV straight in the temple? But what he was showing me is this, is that you still have to get up and go out and take it. It may have already been purchased. Thank you, Jesus. It may have already been delivered. Thank you, Jesus. But somewhere down the line, you have to go and take it. So just because somebody, there you go, somebody's getting it. Just because somebody gives a word, somebody delivers something to you, it can lay out on your religious porch for the rest of your life. But until you get up and go out and take it, and somebody has got to open up a door, you're going to have to give me some more volume. When you open up that door, stand up, begin to lift your hands, begin to praise and rejoice, and act like you have it now. That's the person that it's going to go to. If you believe this word... If you believe this word, I want you to stand up, knowing that these next five months are going to be the best five months that you've had to date, that you're going to end this year on a high note, that you're going to end this year in a double portion. You're going to start rejoicing now by faith and begin to take the package that he just delivered to you. So come on, give him 30 seconds of your best. No. Yeah, whenever it's something that you have to do, people get a little uptight. But I'm telling you right now, if I was holding $1,000 right now in my hand and said the first person that comes and gets it can have it, I promise you, you'd unload these pews. I'm coming right now. I'm going to get warmed up. Hold on. When I heard that in my spirit, those were the waves. And in it is a root of double. And from that, you'll launch. And it will overtake you. It will overshadow you. And everyone connected will get that wake of blessing somebody shout double somebody shout it's mine Woo! you got to be like those cranky christians on sunday morning over at the buffet somebody comes in and starts to get your stuff excuse me i'm still here that's mine and there's more than enough for your neighbor. Ha, ha, ha. How many of y'all are glad to be here tonight? Somebody shout, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Then automatically you shall be filled. Don't anybody leave here tonight without being filled.
He also told me before you're seated, he told me that some of y'all are already in faith. He told me this. He said that tonight, those that have a call are going to be launched quickly into that. What seems to have been a struggle, you will be launched into it. As if whatever's been resisting you, the turbulence, you're just going, and then boom, hit cruising altitude. And then there are those that don't even have a clue that you're called. Tonight, tonight, you're going to step into your calling. Tonight, you're going to answer your calling, and you too will be launched in Jesus' mighty name. I'm going to lay hands on every single person. We are going to lay hands on every single person, every service that the Lord leads and directs. But I'm going to tell you right now, whoever's hands get on you, receive. That is just simply, I don't sit there like the Amazon person. I don't sit there and go, hey, where's the other dude? Well, this is your package. I don't like you. I want the other dude. No, no, no. You're missing the whole point. Tonight I'm receiving from the Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, whatever you have for us, shake that in us right now. That in us, Father, burn in us that holy fire yet again. Let the winds of revival blow fresh through here tonight. Let them blow through here fresh tomorrow. Let them blow through here fresh tomorrow night. Let them blow through here fresh on Sunday and every single moment from this point on. Lord, I ask you right now, wreck people to where they've tried to establish something on their own. Let the foundation of their flesh be rocked to the core and pour in the foundation of the precious Holy Spirit. I'll tell you, I receive it. These next five months are going to be the best we've ever seen. If you keep looking at TV, you're going to miss it. If you keep listening to the news, you're going to miss it. If you keep reading the newspaper, you're going to miss it. I want you to get your nose in that book. I want you to get your nose in his presence. I want you to get your nose up in the throne room. And if everybody else is going to hell in a handbasket, you're rising up to the next level, going from glory to glory and faith to faith and strength to strength. And every single person that comes around you is going to say, when I get in your presence, something happens. Favor overwhelms me favor overtakes me God's blessings come upon me thank you Jesus ha 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 you may say why do I do that because it's better than going wham 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 well you can be seated praise you Jesus thank you Lord Jesus turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12 We're going to let loose tonight like Jesus has a whip in his hand. Not to beat you, just to drive out all the junk that's kept you from entering into your blessings. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you received that about double? Come on. The moment you actually receive that, you better realize that your preparation time wasn't wasted time. Because if you receive that right now, this is already your smallest group you'll ever have. Fire!
You've already made the adjustments. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're as vital as she is. You're just as important as she is. As a matter of fact, you and her together are the only way this is going to work and to grow the way God's called it to. You tighten those areas up, he said to do, and you'll be seeing a breakthrough, breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. Fire on him in the name of Jesus. Somebody's like, I came all this way from Acorn, Oregon. And you're ministering to them. You know why? And I'll say, I'm listening. Okay, at least the smoking section is. Because if you don't minister and pour into the pastors, you're missing the whole realm of government that God has set up. Because here's the sad thing, and this is the part I want you to listen to, and I want you to make sure you're not this person. But sometimes people come and go, but these people stay. You got way quieter than I wanted you to, but all right. No, I just hit a nerve, and that's what I do. I look for nerves, and I go, okay, let's stay there and bounce. I look at people's nerves as a bouncy house. I'm like a prophetic kid. I find your nerve, and I just bounce. (laughs) People come and go. That shouldn't be. It's called unfaithful. And just because somebody up here... Me, her, or her, or her, or him. Don't say, thus saith the Lord, doesn't mean something's not being spoken prophetically. That's where a lot of times people miss it. As a matter of fact, if you always have to say, thus saith the Lord, then you're training people to believe that when you say, thus saith the Lord, then God's speaking. But if you don't say, thus saith the Lord, then they don't know if God's speaking. The truth is, if our mouths are moving, The Holy Spirit is using us to speak. All right. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 12. Tonight, I'm going to give you just a brief uh, intro to this, because if this isn't understood so many times, we derail. How many of you know somebody who's had shipwrecked faith? Somebody has derailed. They were maybe on fire, and then all of a sudden they burned out. Or, or, you know, they were going so good, and you're like, what happened? They had a relapse or something like that. I'll tell you the reason why is because so many times we don't anchor ourselves to the Word of God. And the moment you bring up the Word of God, you immediately find out who automatically wants to say that's religious. I do believe there are people out there that are religious that only use the Word of God and never flow in the Holy Spirit. And I also know there's people that are extremely religious that flow in the Holy Spirit and never have any word behind it. So the problem is, is when we say middle of the road, we automatically think slow and, 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 and struggling and just boring. And the truth is, I can get to Oklahoma a lot faster on a highway than I can traipsing through all the ditches to get there. I can get there faster on the middle of the road than I can running around in this ditch, coming across to this ditch. Come on. If you ever play golf, any golfers in here? You know what, brother? Uh, Ty- no, not like he's a minister, Tiger Woods. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody know Pastor Tiger? No, he would say, I'm a military golfer. 
all of my hits are left, right, left, <laughs> left, right, left, and they're never like in the fairway. That's amazing for somebody who has multi-millions of dollars that only goes in the ditch, right? So bottom line is this, don't go in the ditch. Stay in the word of God. Stay in the spirit of God. Do both. Amen? Praise the Lord. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Tonight's title is Declare, Decree, and See. Declare, Decree, and See. As I was asking you about the the thing with the parking lot, and this is going to be one of many things, but I was asking you about the parking lot, and you said God gave you the blueprint. You said I'm not a businesswoman. He gave me the business plan, or we could say the blueprint. And as the blueprint was given to you, you began to declare it out. And then all of a sudden, it was all taken care of. So you're driving out and parking on a a parking lot right now that is not yet updated but is already taken care of. And it got taken care of the moment God downloaded that blueprint and you took it. How did you take it? I took it by saying, declaring, decreeing. Some of the junk that some of you are facing right now isn't the devil's fault. Maybe we should take up the offering now and then let me go. No, 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 no. Listen, I didn't come up here for an offering. We're tremendously blessed. Thank God. But I came to be an offering. But you don't want to miss good ground to sow into either. But watch this now. (laughs) The devil isn't always the one that's at fault, and we keep blaming him. You know why? Because it's very easy to not take responsibility and blame him because the devil's bad. We know that. God is good. We know that. But some of the stuff that's having a problem in our life is what's coming out of our mouth. I don't know why this always happens to me. Bouncy house. Two people sneeze in a row. Okay, be blessed, be blessed. God bless you. There's better ways to get blessed in here. You don't have to sneeze. And please, when you sneeze, just say, not COVID. Uh, (laughs) We were at a restaurant the other night, my wife and I, and I I never really sneeze. Well, I do sometimes. I mean, I'm human, right? So I sneeze, and and this whole table whipped around, and I said, it's not COVID, I don't think. Oh, you shouldn't say that. Listen, it wasn't in faith, and I wasn't in fear. And if it did try to come on me, guess what I would do? Go, and it goes. 1 Corinthians 12, are you there? Sure you are. Now concerning spiritual gifts, this is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. He said, brethren, I wouldn't have you ignorant. What's the first thing he's dealing with concerning spiritual gifts? It's people's lack of understanding and knowledge. He actually calls it ignorance. In Oklahoma, it's called ignorant. See, I'm from St. Louis, so I can make fun of my own state now, Oklahoma. But St. Louis, I don't know. We don't don't really say that. We say ignorant or idiot. We're like the ghetto Milwaukee. And so these folks here... They obviously didn't come behind in any of the gifts. They were very proficient. The only problem is, is they lacked knowledge. Well, if they lacked knowledge and understanding back then, is it possible that God in his infinite wisdom left this in the word to help us to not also become possibly ignorant of spiritual gifts? Well, of course, you know that you 
were you Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Notice here, he says, as you were led. Some of you have different translations that may say uh, the occasion might arise or as their flesh directed. This is not being led by the Spirit. This shows you that you can operate in spiritual gifts and get led off in your own flesh. Now, the thing is, like Brother Hagin, Kenneth E. Hagin, he used to say this all the time. He said, I'd rather have wildfire than no fire. And I'm the same way. I mean, come on. I, I like, <laughs> I'd rather have wild horses than no horses, right? I mean, come on. But the problem is, is so many people don't understand that the very flesh realm that they're discussing here isn't the lack of knowledge only in how to operate in them. It's the lack of understanding that most of the time people are operating in it to draw attention to themselves. And this conference is called the Prophetic Voice Conference. And there's been so many misunderstandings about the prophetic, and we were talking about this in lunch today, is that so many people have not taught really along this lines because, number one, they don't understand it. Come on, help me with the five uh, offices. There's apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, right? The fivefold uh, ministry gifts or offices that the Lord Almighty had instilled into the church to equip and empower the church. But here's the amazing thing about that is that through time, we've almost lifted up the pastor above all of them. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. They're all needed. Just like who, who needs their thumb or pinky in here? Well, if you don't, cut it off. No, that, you need them all. But you hear less and less about the apostle, and you hear less and less about the prophet. Now, I'm going to help you because not every, everybody in here is going to be called to be a prophet or is called to be a prophet. But everybody in here is called to prophesy. Can I hear? Come on. See, I would rather walk. I mean, we've been doing this for a little bit, and we're still here. We're not shipwrecked. We're not derailed. And we've got fruit. And I'm wanting to impart that to you tonight. I don't want to leave here going, oh, okay. Well, too many people, they see this and they go, oh, I want to be an evangelist because of all oh, they get to travel. And they, oh, I want to be a pastor. I want to have a big church. And I want to, oh, I want to be the apostle because that's the man. That one controls everything. You're missing it. Even these guys were being led away by their own desires, their own, uh, they were taking the glory. How many of y'all know that's a no-no? Who gets all the glory? Jesus gets all the glory. God gets all the glory. To him be all the glory. But here is oftentimes the problem. When they have somebody get up and sing and do a solo. Thankfully, the worship team wasn't that. They got up and they worshiped and gave him all the glory. But how many times have you seen somebody get up and you're just like, whoa, wow. Somebody spiked their Red Bull. Sounds like Mariah Carey on crack. Or I should have just said Mariah Carey. And so, she doesn't endorse our ministry, so it's okay. I can't believe you said that. And the same people getting all uptight go home and watch porn. Bouncy, 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 bouncy. You can be delivered of that. It just amazes me. We're like, oh, I don't like what he's doing. No, your flesh doesn't like it. But how many of y'all want to grow, for real? How many of you want to stay ignorant, or do you want to grow? Come on. So I want the knowledge of what 
Paul is imparting here. So let's quickly go on through this. In verse 3, wherefore I give you to understand, or revelation, that no man speaking by the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord except through and by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Holy Ghost. Say, same Holy Ghost. And there are differences of administration. Same Lord. Say, same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which works all in all. Say, same God. He works in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so watch this now. But the ministration of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Well, I can't operate in that. That's just for the apostle. No, you can. Well, I can't operate in that. That's just for the prophet. No, 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 you can no, that's for the evangelist and the teacher. and the, the, No, no, I can't do that. That's for them. It says every man can operate in this to profit every man that you have influence over. So being ignorant will give a negative influence, non-biblical results, or a understanding of these things will produce a positive, miraculous, biblical result. Now, here we go, we kick in. And I'm purposefully not preaching. Because too many people get used to that. And they want to come and be entertained and not equipped. Pretty sure if you've been in our ministry and you heard a taste, I can preach. But I want the foundation. Because tonight... If we don't set this right, you won't receive anything else from this point on. You'll be ticked off. How come they're not preaching and blowing blood vessels in their neck? Hmm. Are you all with me still? For one is given the spirit, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work that one and self-same spirit dividing to every man. As he wills. Now here's the thing. Don't rely on, oh, it's as he wills. That wasn't God. Hmm. At least you could be operating in discerning of spirits. Because you should realize that this is God. You should at least trust her and honor her enough to know that she wouldn't have us in or her in or any of you in for that matter to just throw on a conference she heard from God. I remember when we got the phone call. Our schedule's crazy, but I was like, when is it? We'll make it happen. It was burning in me that much because when I leave here, I want people prophesying and using their prophetic voice Instead of just merely, hear me, always desiring a word for you, maybe you can rise up and prophetically give a word to your situation. 
I'm not against receiving words. Praise God. We're going to talk about that. But what about your situation? Has your situation got a word from you yet? Has your mountain gotten a word from you yet? Have you said unto this mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that the things that you say, declare, and decree, that you will see that mountain move? If you really believe that, put those Milwaukee hands together and give him a mighty shout of praise. Come on. Somebody say, my situation is going to start hearing from me. Glory to God. Sometimes you take this teaching for granted because it was so instilled into me. Sometimes you forget there's a new generation rising up that needs to have it too. And it's not just a new generation, it's a a new voice, it's a new thing, it's a new powerhouse. It's new, it's it's fresh, it's exciting. Come on, somebody. But he cuts these down. There's nine gifts that he talks about. But the first three are these. The word of wisdom, and I want you to write them down. If not, get the whatever you guys offer here. Is it reel-to-reel cassettes? Okay, reel-to-reel. Want to keep it reel-to-reel. Is, that's our... Number one, you see the word of wisdom, and I'll cover that. The word of knowledge, and then discerning of spirits. These are considered the three revelation gifts. These are the gifts that reveal something. So when operating in these gifts... God downloads to you a message or a package or an impartation for somebody that isn't normally something you would even have any understanding about, but he gives you godly wisdom to give out that wisdom. He gives you godly knowledge to give out that knowledge. He gives you a discerning of the spirits to deal with that person because here's the problem. If somebody's dealing with fear, then if you don't discern that there's fear, I mean a spirit of fear, if you don't deal with that fear, then it's going to block them from hearing anything else else you may have for them but this is such a powerful teaching but I don't want to cover it too fast but I want to get to something so forgive me then there are the three power gifts the revelation gifts word of wisdom word of knowledge discerning of spirits the power gifts are the gift of faith the working of miracles the gifts plural of healing So far, giving God all the glory. You're looking at somebody that's had to go down a long road of realizing I'm nothing without him. But I am nothing without him, but because of him, I can do all things. Everybody in here has got a story. Everybody in here is going through something. Hear me. You may be looking at me. I'm preaching. I'm smiling. I'm happy. My toupee's on straight. But the problem is, is we often just look at ministers as if they don't go through anything. And, and um, we shouldn't give you the impression we don't either. But on the other hand, we also need to let you know we're not victims, we're victors. We also need to let you know we're the head, not the tail. We need to also let you know we're overcomers and not being overcome. Are you hearing me? That we go through the same junk and bull snot you go through. But it's how we handle it is how we're teaching it. Having a long road of knowing I am nothing without him. Come on, I wish some of y'all learned that ahead of time. I was, oh, 
Once you realize he's everything, you start to operate in all these things he says here. I've operated in word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, gift of faith, the working of miracles, the gift of healing. These three power gifts are the gifts that do something. The other three were the gifts that reveal something. These are the gifts that do something. The next three are these. This is where our conference comes in. Prophecy. Diverse kinds of tongues. Interpretation of tongues. These are the gifts that say something. These are the utterance or inspirational gifts. And just to help you with this, just teach a little bit about this. A lot of times what we have called prophecy over the years has actually been word of wisdom. Now just stick with me for a second. Come on now. I'm not shutting you down. I'm still here. Stay open. Word of wisdom is not fortune telling. It's foretelling. Word of wisdom has to deal with the future events, has to deal with the blueprint of God. That means what he's already established and called done, you haven't yet seen it manifest, but he calls it done in your life, and he blueprints it and drops it in your heart, knowing that what he calls now, he's already standing in your future. This ought to get you excited, that you're not just taking steps that he's ordered for no reason. You're actually moving right into places that he's with you now, he's with you here, and he's with you over here. So everywhere you go, he's omnipresent. He is the God that's more than enough. He is is the God that's all-knowing. He's the God that's all-powerful, but he's also the God that's everywhere, all the time, all at once. Ow, call our lawyer. <laughs> not, not until the lawyer gets <laughs> She said, it's okay, you'll be healed. See, that's awesome. <laughs> I literally, this is a true story. Several, we have had people come to our services not expecting to be healed, Call them out through word of knowledge. Word of knowledge deals with the present or things from your past that deal with your present. Word of wisdom, things in the future, not fortune telling, foretelling. And then also what we have called prophecy a lot of times has been mistaken for word of wisdom. Because, oh, they gave me a word about something that's going to happen. Well, hold on. That's usually word of wisdom, a, a gift that reveals something. These can all still work together in this conference. And they will. And they already have if you've been paying attention. But this guy came in and his back was all messed up. He came in, young guy. You know, he came in, he had his cane, he had this bad accident and everything, visiting our church. And I said, come on, hey, come on up here to the front. He said, okay, right? So we pulled him out. God healed his back. He was bending all around. He had, it was all on camera. He had his cane. He threw it up in the air. He was healed instantly, and he was moving around. No pain, nothing. And he had been just coming in like this, but that accident tore him up. Well, I get a phone call that night to our office. I don't go to the office after our meetings at night. But somebody said they, this guy called, and he was threatening us. Take that off of your live stream. And I found out later, it's because if he got healed, the little pansy couldn't receive a check. He'd have to go to work. Work is not bad, folks. 
It's not bad. You don't work, you don't eat. Now, you want to know what mammon is? Oh, this is a side journey, but it's prophetic, it's word of knowledge, it's dealing with the present. Mammon's system is not merely loving money. It's being in bondage to a system that does not allow you to operate in kingdom freedom. So the more you are attached to government supplication, I'm trying to help somebody prosper in here. As long as I constantly am needing a check from the government or from the state, then you are now in bondage to mammon. All right, praise the Lord. Apparently you need a group hug. Let's go. Let's get it over with. Be careful. These things are dangerous. Take, took out my right kidney. All right, now. Utterance or inspirational gifts, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gifts that say something or declare something or decree something. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 14 real quick, one chapter over. And let's go here to verse 3. But he that prophesies speaks unto men, what three areas? Edification, exhortation, and comfort. And oftentimes, prophecy can also be confirmation. Man, I came to this conference, I was needing direction, and I think I heard God tell me to go here, and I think God told me to start this, and I think God told me to sow that, I think God told me, you know, and all these things. And then somebody comes up and declares that and decrees that over you, and you go, oh, that's confirmation. It's a vocal speaking gift called prophecy. It brought edification, it brought exhortation, it brought comfort, it brought confirmation. But a lot of times... Word of wisdom is in operation also through prophetic giftings and offices. So word of wisdom has to deal again. Help me see if you're listening. What does that deal with? The future tense. I'm so glad that the pastor that has all the knowledge of all of us put together yelled it out. Is there anybody else out there? It's a blueprint from heaven that drops on the inside of you. But if it drops on the inside of you, it'll remain stagnant until you stir it up. And out. How many of you in here, God has spoken something to you directly? It doesn't mean you heard an audible voice. You may have. But God has spoken something to you. Has given you direction. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt. You're not on this earth just wasting air and space. If that's you, wave at me real quick. Those of you that could not wave yet. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I didn't see you didn't have arms. Um, I saw that nub. No, those that couldn't lift your hands, and you don't know, you can know before you leave here tonight. You're not here by accident. I don't care if somebody said to you that you are a product of an abortion that didn't work. Or somebody said you're a product of a rape. Or you were, no, we didn't want you. You were an accident. It was a wild fling. That does not mean anything. God has an assignment. He knew you before you were born. He knew you before you had a name. He knew you before you had hair on your head and knew what it was going to be. Come on, some of you in here, this is talking to you. It does not matter if somebody 
he said, in this world, you'll never make it. It doesn't matter if your teachers didn't think you would ever amount to anything or your mom or your dad or anybody. I'm telling you, you are here for a purpose. And if you're in this room tonight, if you're in this house this weekend, I'm going to tell you boldly, it's because you have a plan that hasn't been realized yet. And he's going to download that blueprint and you're going to leave here launching out on fire more than you've ever had in your life. We got a call one time, uh, I don't know, it was almost midnight. We were just watching a movie. We hardly ever watch movies. But we were watching a movie. And we get this call from one of our church members. And they said, please pray, our, my cousin just gave birth and she slipped into a coma. She's losing a lot of blood. She had just given birth. The baby seems to be fine, but they can't wake her up and she's in some sort of coma. Please pray, please pray. We said, all right, sure. A lot of times when people call you and they say, please pray, do you forward that on like a chain through Facebook or do you actually take that serious knowing that you can rock all of hell right there with your prayer? You got to get that power and authority and that boldness to know that the moment you whisper Jesus, all of heaven starts to rock and all of hell begins to shake. You got to know that when you say something out of your mouth, when you declare it and decree it, you're going to see it. When you were at Green Lake, and that was the only, I think you were the only one I actually spoke something over that night. Do you remember what I said? You're going to hear it. You're going to declare it. You're going to see it. And you didn't tell me anything about the, uh, the parking lot. And that was all within that time frame. Ha, ha, ha. Confirmation. Now, why would God do that for her and not you? Well, the answer is, that isn't the truth. He'll do it for you. It's given to all men. It's given to the young, it's given to the old, and everything in between. I don't care if you've messed up. I don't care if you've been going through the hardest time of your life. Do something right now and begin to release your voice, which is stronger than my voice in your life. Begin to take the anointing of God that's on the inside of you, knowing that you on your weakest day is stronger than the devil on his best. You need to start releasing prophetic utterance right into your situation and begin to say, enough is enough. I will not be bound to that anymore. I will not be enslaved to that anymore. I'm rising up. And instead of just being in survival mode, body of Christ, it's time to rule and reign as kings and priests. So this girl, she, she calls us up, says this, my cousin, she's losing. How many pints of blood? I can't ever remember. 21 pints of blood. They called us the next morning. Will you come up and pray? Now it's 7 o'clock in the morning. We said, all right, we'll be right up there. I said, but I'm not wearing a suit and tie. I'm coming right now. And they said, that's fine. She's up in ICU. We get up there. We have to go through the tags. We have to give the IDs. And they had to clear it and clear it all and everything. And the, the, when we walked in there, you could feel death. Well, we were led to declare we take authority over the spirit of death the night before. Nobody said anything about her dying or losing all that blood. I just said, I take authority over the, that was word of knowledge. 
I'm not trying to edify, comfort, or exhort anybody. I'm just declaring and releasing the prophetic voice into that situation. Come on, somebody help me. If I can do it, you can do it. How many of y'all getting anything out of this? Because there's going to be some testimonies before Sunday about people speaking into their situation and prophesying in their situation and saying enough is enough. Some of y'all need to get your purse and your wallets out and to begin declaring over their wallet and their bank accounts and saying in Jesus' name, this is a bank account that's going to bless and build the kingdom. It's not just going to be here to take care of my Amazon account. It's going to be here to help bless the kingdom because when you do that, as you sow, you reap. So you don't just sow a little bit and reap a little bit you sow a seed and reap harvest fields I don't know if you remember the prophetic utterance that went forth over this church but double is yours at least if you want it don't let it sit out there on that porch haha uh-huh. so we get our tags on and I grabbed my wife's hand. She was already going down the hall because they said that the people were there to harvest the organs and they were going to pull the plug. They were there waiting at the door when we got there. I said, what happened? Uh, the doctor said that she's dead. No brain activity since she gave birth. She's gone. And she lost 21 pints of blood. And they just they, they said if she does make it, she'll be a vegetable. That was them being nice. So is there a chance she's going to make it? And they said, no, she's gone. No other activity. She was dead. These people are waiting for us with a sneer on their face, like, come on, get it over with. Just give them a little pat on the back. Let them have comfort. We're sure that this death is a bothersome to them. But, you know, hurry up. We got a job to do. That was the look they gave. And I grabbed her hand and I said, look, when we walk into that room, uh-oh, 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 Uh Uh-oh, when we walk, I could have gone, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, but instead, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, Satan, Uh uh-oh, hell, Uh uh-oh, death, you ain't going to win this one, come on. I said, when we walk into that room, everything is going to change. I love that song. When he walks into the room, I love that. But what about when you walk in the room? Well, who's in you? The greater one is on the inside of you. Do you really believe that out of your belly flows rivers of living water? Or do you believe you got just a stagnant pond with a dead goldfish floating? Come on. You've got rivers of living, powerful, life-resurrecting rivers coming out of you that whenever you come into a room, stop being a thermometer. Be a thermostat. It feels a little dead in here. Woo, crank it up, baby. What would people think of me? Oh, you're a thermometer. When I was growing up, thanks, Dad. When I was growing up, to see if you had a fever, maybe I'm in, maybe some of y'all know this too. Remember the little thermometers they had? Isn't that interesting? There were three places that they, they, uh, I don't work for the medical community, so I'm not a professional. But there's one of those places I'm just going to absolutely have to say, you know what? What do the other two choices look like? (laughs) Under the arm? 
under the tongue. Depending who had the thermometer before me. I'm going to go with under the arm. I think it's going to be safer for all of us. Safe plan, right? But what does it do? It just measures how hot or cold something is. And the problem is, is if the, the church isn't on fire and the people aren't lit up and you're a thermometer, you're like, oh, this place is dead. When you've been given the power to be a thermostat and turn it up and change the whole life of that room. You need to look at your row and go, uh-uh, if you're going to sit here, I'm going to tell you right now, it's highly flammable. Just like Pastor Cindy was saying, this place is highly flammable, and you are about to catch fire like you've never known before. You're about to go and grow high. If you believe that in here, shout, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. And people love to see things burn. Ha ha. So we walked in there, and it didn't look good. This is a precious Hispanic family. I, I'm partial to the Hispanic community. Are there any in here? Come on. All right. Well, I've been practicing Spanish. I had some Spanish friends teaching me Spanish. And so I wanted to say this from the bottom of my heart. Callate. Senora, senorita, mi amigos, callate. From my heart. They haven't told me what it means yet, but uh, so far it hadn't had a great response. I thought, hey, you're not a minister until you do that in Mexico, and then everybody laughs. It's only the people that are other races and nationalities that get offended. But I guarantee you one of the meals at the, the, the marriage supper is going to have tacos. So you can sit wherever you want, but you leave my tacos alone. So anyway, she, uh, they, they all have this, you know, very dark complexion. And I walked in, and this sister was laying there with tubes hanging out of her, and she looked gray. It was not good. It showed on the machines everything was bouncing at 100%, meaning that the only thing keeping her organs fresh were these machines. She wasn't doing any of her own breathing, no brain activity. It was horrible. But guess what you don't look at? When you're prophesying over your stuff, stop looking at what it is and start declaring what you want it to be. If you see it as, well, that's the way it's always going to be, you got to get Romans 4 on this thing. you got to learn to call those things that be not as though they were. Come on. You can't keep looking and calling those things as though they are. As they, as that's the way they'll always be. That means if your bank account's suffering, you got to do certain things that God tells you to do, of course. But you start declaring, I thank you, Lord, I am healthy, wealthy, and wise. I thank you I'm the head, not the tail. I thank you that I am prospering. Everywhere I go, I'm a blessing. I thank you everywhere I go, keep getting blessed. I thank you, Lord, you keep putting seed in my hands so I can put seed in the kingdom. I thank you, Lord, that I keep causing other people's needs to be met. I want you to get a hold of this. You may not want to shout, that's okay, but I'm going to tell you this is something I got excited about through revelation from the Holy Ghost. He says prosperity is beginning to hit you when you start sowing seed that you used to consider at one time a harvest. Oh, I think somebody in here almost got that. When you start sowing seed that used to be last year's salary, whoo, prosperity begins to hit you. Come on, he's the God of 
increase, not decrease. So what happened to this girl? We walked in there. And I said, well, I don't know anything else to do except to go closer to him. Let's worship. You could hear he was in the next room saying, how long are they going to be in there? We got a job to do. Whenever you know prophecy and prophetic utterance is rising up on the inside of you, you better believe another voice is going to try and compete with that. So what happened? I never changed what I said. When we walk into that room, everything's changing. It didn't look like it. But I didn't get crazy. I didn't back off. Watch this. As we were worshiping the Lord, and when I said getting closer, I mean bringing everyone into that same, like we, that's why we worship God. It brings everybody into a, a, a corporate closeness. I can't get any closer to him. He can't get any closer to me. But you understand, corporately, we were all on the same page. And as we were, there was her husband. He drops to his knees. He begins to weep. You could tell he was not in faith. He was in panic mode. And I begin to have a word of knowledge. As simple as this is, I said, has she been, and I don't know these terms, but I said a couple of different medical terms. And I said, uh, something tied to the anemia as well, right? And I said, is that right? Is that right? The one on the bed looked over at me and opened her eyes and said, yes. <laughs> this is all documented. The reason I say it is because I'm bragging on God. That means this word works. What I'm teaching you works. That means when you walk into a church, you need to stop going everything changes and I become a gossip queen. You need to come in and say, whatever gossip tries to come to me, I stop it. I don't let these ears become trash cans. I will not allow them to talk about my pastor. I won't let them talk about my leadership. I refuse because when people begin to talk about leadership and begin to get uptight with leadership, know this, there's a devil in operation in that other person. You think everything has a devil? No, I didn't say everything. I said that person going around talking about other ministries and talking about ministers. I don't care if you don't agree with everything she's done. I don't care if it's not the same as her precious dad, uh, Pastor Ted. He was one of my dear friends. I don't care if it's not exactly how you like it. It isn't about whether or not, well, I like the way Pastor Ted does it or I like the way Pastor Jen. Ooh, here we go, bouncy girls. What is God doing in this hour with this church, with Passion Church, with you? What are you doing as part of this church to bring your supply? Are you just sitting around and going, oh, they're having prayer again, early, uh, early prayer before service. Eh, I don't know, I can't do it. Why not? Once a month. They need the prayer, you need the practice. Well, I don't know. They need ushers, but who cares? Start there. I've ushered. I know what it's like to catch. It helps you learn how to catch the spirit instead of always thinking it needs to be taught. You told me that this shirt would get more reaction. The only person out there, amen, and is blind Bartimaeus, and he can't even see anything. (laughs) 
so I said, has she been able to do this, talk, move, anything since all? They were all crying. They couldn't even talk to me. Somebody ran out, uh, one of the other relatives. You know, Hispanics had at least 150 relatives in a small family. Ran out and got the nurse and everything. They're like, oh, how, what happened? And, you know, they're all treating her like she just had a gunshot to the chest. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, we got to get everybody out of this room. Clear the room. Clear the room. Oh, okay, yeah, because me not being here worked before. <laughs> so we get out of the room. We're out in the hall, and we're waiting for them to do all their tests to make sure that this person that's showing life is actually alive and that this isn't. Right back after station. <laughs> Check. Check. One, two. Two. Check. Spirit So, I looked. That was really quick, bro. That is awesome. That was awesome. What's that? Pastor Jen wants to know if you can change your attitude that fast, too. Is this mine? Praise the Lord. Y'all okay tonight? Are y'all all right over here? So anyway, they kicked us out. We go to the hall there. And long story short, there was a lot of their family member there. So uh, we uh, led them all to the Lord that didn't know Jesus. So there was like, yeah, seriously, praise the Lord. There's like 10 or 12 that were praying in the Holy Ghost, too, before we left. And then the, 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 uh, the lady from our church and her mother and the nurse tech and the, pa- uh, the pastor again, the doctor came in. And they said, well, this has been an unusual turn of events. We don't normally see this kind of thing. But it would appear that we made a mistake somewhere and that there was life there. Okay, so we just said, let's sing to you, doctor, be all the glory. No, I said, honestly, God did that. I said, you already had the team out in the hall, didn't you? I said, that had been terrible if she were still alive. You're ready to harvest her organs. Is that right? And he just walked off. So come on, lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. I declare and decree over you whatever has appeared to be dead in your life. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a a settlement, whatever it is, your calling. I declare and decree in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak life to your situation now. That which has been lying and has been saying it's dead and is not resurrecting. You've got resurrection power on the inside of you. And I call that thing to life now. The Holy Spirit is literally called the breath of God. When you speak, it takes breath. And when you're filled with that power and that breath, and you speak the word over your situation, you're breathing life into it. First Kings 18, we know what happened there with Elijah. If you don't, that's okay. Just nod. No one will know. I sure love you, Milwaukee. I couldn't wait to get back up here. 
And it's not just because I'm an alcoholic and love beer. Because I'm not. I was delivered of that. I see a lot of you all of a sudden on this side came to life. They're like, okay, we can party. The word of the Lord came unto Elijah, saying, a prophetic word is going to talk to you. It's going to speak to you. It's going to open your heart up to receive. But it's still going to be your will, renewed or unrenewed mind, that chooses to receive or reject. Elijah said, let's go. And let's let the true God who answers by fire, let him manifest. Well, you know the story, right? Their gods couldn't even show up because dead gods don't do anything. But God answered by fire. And that fire came down and consumed the offering. And licked up all the water that was there around that whole altar. And it's amazing that that word of the Lord came unto Elijah saying, but it would have remained stagnant had he not obeyed. He said, go and tell King Ahab it's getting ready to rain. It had been dry for three and a half years. Some of you have been going through a drought spiritually, financially, emotionally. Don't blame COVID. COVID wasn't meant to destroy the church. It was meant to expose it. Go back to being funny and nice, please. The part that's humor, it's anesthetic for the surgery. God's cutting some stuff out, but putting some stuff in. So watch this now. Elijah obeyed. He even prayed. He said, Lord, I've done all of these things according as you have asked me to. So guess what happens when you obey the prophetic voice? It manifests with fire. Aha! Elijah had a servant with him. And what did he tell the servant? He said, go up that mountain, right? Because it wasn't over. What was the original word? The prophetic word was, go tell Ahab it's getting ready to rain. Well, here's the problem. It hadn't rained in three and a half years. There didn't seem to be any sign of rain. But watch this. He said, go up on top of the mountain and tell me what you see. Stop being uptight because you haven't gotten promoted as quick as you want to in the church. Maybe your leaders know that you need to see some things before you can receive some things. Maybe that mountain is taking a little bit out of you. But yeah, but it's strengthening you. Maybe that mountain is causing a little fatigue. Yeah, but you're beginning to start to have expectation. On that seventh time up of not seeing anything going up and coming back down, the prophetic voice kept telling him to go up, to look. I'm telling you the same thing is happening this weekend. There is a voice telling you to stop being stagnant where you're at and begin to rise up and to begin to see the promise is already there the promise is at hand the blueprint has been imparted you've got to use your will and take up that thing and go after it and yet it may take a little bit of effort I don't want to go in a Saturday morning meeting you better be here I already got everybody in here memorized 
I'm going to tell you right now, if I don't see you tomorrow, I'm going to say, you, you Everybody just say your name out loud at once. I will remember it. <laughs> the servant couldn't have been happy with the leader at this point. I feel like you just got me going up and doing a bunch of running for nothing. Nobody appreciates my gift. Ha! I'll just go down the street and I'll get on that team. They'll put my gift to work. And you don't even realize we're trying to take you to a higher thing than a gift. We're trying to put you in an office. Well, good news, it's only 720 in California. Bad news, it's 1020 in Miami, <laughs> down in St. Pete. All right, watch this. Don't you know that seven time up? He was like, all right, bless God. I'm going to see something now. <laughs> Woo, got that flesh out of the way. Now we got you looking in the spirit too. I'm not coming down till I see something. But he came down and he said to Elijah, Elijah said, what did you see now, partner? He said, all I see. But I did see something, but all I see is a cloud about the size of a man's hand. And that was enough for Elijah to go, you're seeing it, boy. You're seeing what I've been seeing. You're now getting what I've been saying and what I've been talking about, what I've been declaring and decreeing. You're now seeing. He said, what are you talking about? You'll catch on. He went running to Ahab said, get ready. It's going to rain. Get prepared. It's going to rain. It's going to be a downpour. There's going to be a flood. There's going to be double. There's going to be at least double. I'm telling you right now, there's a cloud about the size of a man's hand that's resting on passion, and it's growing. It's getting ready to double. It's getting ready to overtake you. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, a torrential downpour of his glory is happening now. If you believe that, put your hands together and shout hallelujah. Every hand lifted. Can I have our keyboardist come? Oh, look, he's already flowing. Brother, before you come up here, stand here. Just stand here and lift your hands. As you do, the power of God comes on you. While we were in worship... You reminded me so much of what today's cutting edge worship is going to look like. You haven't sought for it. You've just grown into it. When anybody ever gives you any kind of accolades and anybody says, wow, you're so anointed or talented. You know what you always say? It's not me. It's God. It's just what I do. I do the same thing in the closet as I do on the stage. <laughs> but it's going higher. There's realms and pastures in his presence that have been available all these years but have remained untapped because of the entertainment quality of churchgoers. You will break through that. You will bust through that. And as a matter of fact, there's songs I believe you've already written. I'm not sure 100%, but I believe there's one about the glory that you've written. I'm not trying to be 
what do you call it, uh, too wide, but it doesn't matter. We know in part and prophesy in part. But I'm going to tell you, your hands are going to start to burn. As, yeah, the Lord told me that's confirmation. When you play, they actually do begin to burn. <laughs> they begin to tingle. You feel the anointing. As a matter of fact, when you've played, people have been healed just hearing you play and sing. Ooh. And that is why you've had such a struggle is because Lucifer hates you stepping into his job. You will never sing the same. You will never play the same from this night forward. You have launched into the greatness he's called you to. Now, sir, if you will, go play that song about the glory that God gave you. Step in the aisle, lift your hands. As you do, the power of God comes on you. Wait for ushers sometimes by faith. You three join hands. Are you all family? Hold that hand up. Lift that hand up. Thank you, Jesus. I was 